Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. The song you just heard is the song hit single Therapy off of Craving Lucy's album, which is titled Therapy. And you can check that out on iTunes. You can also check it out at CravingLucy.com as well as Amazon Music. So they're going to be coming on in a moment. Uh, the, the music they have is just amazing. Uh, before I get into telling you a little bit about Craving Lucy and the band, and they are based out of Boston, Massachusetts, just want to let everyone know a little bit about my show if you are new and tuning in tonight. I started the show, I guess it was this past April. Um, the concept of my show was I'm also a singer-songwriter. I write for some entertainment magazines and I'm also a clinical psychologist. And I've always really loved uh, interviewing people and combining my psychology background with the entertainment industry. Um, I personally know how difficult the industry can be. So the show was really launched as a forum to provide support to various people involved in entertainment, and I've had guests on my show from major renowned comedians like Jim Florentine and Don Jameson from VH1's That Metal Show, just to give some samples of people. I've had um, actors on, different filmmakers on, especially musicians, love supporting musicians. So really the show is for anyone who is out there promoting themselves, a product, whatever they're uh, interested in doing, and my show is really help, uh, used to help them uh, promote their product to the masses and get their names out there. So tonight, people are going to get a really good uh, taste of what Craving Lucy's life is like as a musician and uh, a touring band, and we will get to them, as I said, in a moment. I just want people to please keep in mind, uh, when people do hear that I am a psychologist, um, just want to keep in mind the show is not meant to provide any type of uh, formal therapy or treatment, no pun intended, because their song is called Therapy, and that was one thing that really intrigued me when I first heard them on Octane, uh, Sirius XM Radio, for the first time. So I'll have to definitely ask them sometime in the show about uh, the concept and the meaning behind that song. But, um, yeah, so the show, we do sometimes go over, you know, especially in the music industry and entertainment industry, there are, you know, crazy people out there and crazy stories, um, and we will definitely talk about that if people are interested. But I try to keep any type of uh, identifying information anonymous and talk about things in more of a generalized format rather than uh, honing in and, and, you know, personalizing it to one specific person. So if you're just tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And also you can call in and ask questions by dialing 805-243-1320. Um, please keep in mind, we do have some guests right now in the chat room. We have a chat room going too, and I will do my best. Uh, unfortunately, I'm by myself managing everything from the interview to the chat room to people calling in. So if you do want to ask questions, I will try to tune into the chat room, but also feel free to call in and uh, ask the guys tonight any questions you have. We are going to be having Steve, the lead singer, calling in, and Justin, the drummer, and we will definitely plug all the members of the band. also want to give a special thanks to Michael Pastore, I hope I pronounced that correctly, who is the current manager for Craving Lucy, and uh, you can check him out at Pastore Management Incorporated. I think that's it. Let me check that out. I typed that out just to make sure I had it right. Uh, let me check it out. Michael Pastore. If I, oh, Pastore, sorry, Management Group. So if you want to uh, check him out, he's currently managing some acts too. So I had contacted him, and that's how I got hooked up with uh, the guys from Craven Lucy for tonight. 
So let me tell you a little bit about them, and then we're going to bring them on the air. So as I mentioned, um, I don't know how long ago it was, probably about a year now, maybe a little longer, um, driving to work one day. I actually uh, work in a maximum security correctional setting and uh, heard Craving Lucy for the first time, their song therapy, and was immediately driven to their sound. Um, I'm in a band myself. I actually have an album as a solo artist, and I uh, love hard rock music, anything that's really commercial and catchy, so... Their song was really memorable to me, and that immediately uh, caught my attention. And tonight you're going to hear some other singles off their album that they're currently promoting, including Changes, as well as uh, the most recent one, Ordinary God. So we're going to check those out later, too. And again, amazing sound that these guys have. It's really unique and original, and uh, I really am looking forward to uh, promoting these guys. So right now, uh, as I mentioned, their music is being played regularly on Sirius XM Octane Radio, and they've had it played over 2,500 times. Um, they're also featured as a top 10 most played band on WHEB and WGIR, and I'm sure they will talk more about that tonight, as well as a major support at Music Choice, Hard Drive, and Clear Channel Online. So you can check them out at uh, CravenLucing.com cravinglucy.com, also facebook.com forward slash cravinglucy, and they are available also on Twitter, so you can definitely follow them on Twitter. So without further ado, and we'll let them tell us their story, let's uh, bring the first person on the air. I'm not going to bring them both on at once, just so I can see uh, who's who calling in here. Okay, so you are now on the air. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Hi, Kerry? Yes. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, there's a delay, that's why. Oh, uh, is there a little de- I'm sorry. I don't I don't I don't I don't see the delay at all, but okay, go ahead. Is this Steve or is uh, this Justin? This is Steve. How are you? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm excellent, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely, absolutely. And in one moment, I will bring on Justin, too. I just like to kind of be able to figure out, especially when we have multiple people calling in at the same time. So yeah. um, let's it's get just Justin gonna be, uh, Yeah, It's uh, just going to be Justin and me tonight. So. Okay, great. That's great. I'd love to, you know, two people is great. Sometimes when you get into three and four, it can get a little, you know, chaotic and everyone's talking uh-huh. over each other. So, <laughs> okay. So can let's, you, uh, uh, let's can bring you let him. Oops, I'm sorry, honey. Can you let him know that there's uh, a slight delay? Because I don't know if he's going to know that right away. Sure, sure. I will absolutely. So let me let me bring him on too. Okay. So hold on one second. Okay, Justin, you are now on too. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Just to let you know, uh, Steve mentioned there is a slight delay. Okay. So just to kind of be mindful of that. Awesome. Yeah. No, I I heard all of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so welcome, guys. How are you Hi. doing? We're good. Good. Excellent. Awesome. Very cool. So, you guys are calling from uh, Boston. Uh, we're actually calling from Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was Boston. So I apologize about that. It. No, it's okay. I mean, we we got our start in Boston, but uh, both Justin and I uh, live in Manchester. It's the you know, it, it's the biggest little city uh, in all of New Hampshire. It's about 100,000 people, and we live right in the city. So it's uh, about 50 minutes north of Boston. Okay, very cool, very cool. So that's where the band is currently based out of. Yes. 
Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, so why don't we start out about talking about you guys in terms of when did the band form? How did you guys come together? Okay. Um, well, we uh, I started it uh, with, uh, with with another guy, um, Mark Fitzpatrick, who uh, he's actually no longer in the band, but we started the band back in, I want to say, 0203. We were called Bionic uh, at the time. Okay. And when we were... When we were recording the therapy record, uh, we were informed that we had to change the name of the band. Wow. Was there already a band, I guess, out there with that name? Well, we were informed that there was uh, some entity in Europe called Bionic Recordings, and they owned the copyrights for all facets of uh, the music industry, recording, blah, blah, blah. I, to this day, don't know if I'd buy that. Uh, I think it was a I think it was a control issue with the label, and I think they wanted us to change the name. So quite honestly, I think they came up with that story so we would change it. Wow. Okay. So this at the time when you were Bionic, you were under you were under a label. Is that the same label you're with now, or no, a different label? No, we um, we're we're kind of running Renegade right now. We're kind of doing our own thing. Uh, we're not with the label okay. that we were signed with back then. Uh, so, you know, we've been doing all our own release with this and, you know, with the last couple of releases that we've done. So it's been, uh, you know, it's sign of the times of the industry, you know, and it's kind of, you know, it's good that we can make our own decisions, but, you know, when you lack the power and the muscle behind having a label, it just a little, makes it a little tougher, but. You know, we're we're doing better now, ironically, than we ever did with the label that was behind us. They were behind us That's right up until the time of release, and then they just kind of abandoned us. So. Wow. Well, we'll definitely remind me. I definitely want to get back into that because I think that's a really important um, point that you guys made, and I'm happy to hear you guys say that. That you know, you working hard on your own is paying off just as much as having a label because I think there's such a misconception out there that people think, oh, if you're under a label, you're going to make millions. You know what I mean? I think people really Uh, sometimes have the wrong illusion. And I know personally myself, I've done everything on my own. I've never had a label. And I agree with you guys. I mean, without having that power behind you can be hard, but you guys have accomplished so much. I mean, when I heard you on Octane, I said, oh, these guys are huge. You know, I thought you guys were just like – Huge label, everything. So it's no, it's great. I think that's awesome. It's very um, humbling, and I think it's it's great that you guys are doing this stuff on your own. It's awesome, very cool. Okay, yeah, so well, I get back to your story. So you were Bionic, okay. you changed the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were Bionic, changed the name to Craving Lucy, and and you know, for anybody listening that's wondering what Craving Lucy means, real real quick, it's just yeah. a reference to uh, the first real serious head over heels crush I had in high school when I was a freshman. Uh and oh, her name okay. was actually her name was Lisa, but I changed the name to protect the innocent. So <laughs> very cool. I was I was cooler. wondering what that was about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um you know, so we changed it to Cribbing Lucy. Everybody in the band hated it. The label thought it was brilliant. So that was warning sign number one, I guess. <laughs> I like so. it. I think it's cool. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, you know, so we had a run with, uh, you know, with that label. It was a, it was an indie startup with very, very deep pockets, uh, but quite honestly, a blank Rolodex. And it's it's proof positive that um, money isn't gonna 
be the answer. You know, uh, you, you need to have the connections, and, and this, this this industry is built on relationships and it's built on validity and credibility and viability. And if you, you know, just because you have deep pockets, it doesn't mean you know what you're doing. And and we were collateral damage to that. So, you know, That's, we picked wow. ourselves up and we dusted ourselves off. We got new management with Mike Pastore. Uh, we, you know, he was, he came from APA, which is out in the West Coast, and he, uh, okay. you know, he he, uh, he put his contacts together, he believed in the band, he thought there was a, you know, something special there, and uh, hooked mm-hmm. us up a couple of years ago with a, with a radio group that did phenomenal things for us uh, with therapy, and it kicked open the door, um, you know, to a lot of other opportunities that we took advantage of, and again, we were that rogue band, we were, you know, we were the Davy amongst the Goliaths, and we were doing it all on our own, raising money, finding money, uh, growing money, whatever we could do to, to, you know, to get us out there uh, and to compete and be viable with the acts that had a half a million dollar budget behind them in a label. So, you know, wow. we kind of, we, we, we had a lot of really, you know, decent success, and, you know, we hit number four on iHeart Nationwide with, um, with therapy, and we hit number two with changes, and stayed in number two, um, on Discover and Uncover's new music um, nationally for uh, three weeks, and we were the uh, you know we were awesome. we were the unsigned guys, and, and and we were doing it all on our own, and you know proving that you know you know maybe you know we could we could hang with the big boys that had the big money behind them, and that's what we wanted to show the label, and uh, cool. you know any labels that were interested in, we're still trying to do that it seems at this point, but we're. You know, we're fighting and, and we're we're still writing our butts off and, and you know, as of right now we're uh we're auditioning bass players. So we're kind of in a transition regroup kind of time right oh, now. Really? And, uh, yeah, our uh, our bass player Nate Comp is now on guitar. So now we're okay. looking to fill now we're looking to fill the bass shoes. So for anybody listening, <laughs> if you or you know somebody that's got the chops and you've got the will and the dedication and above all you've got the attitude. Um, you know, get, get a hold of us. There's a million different ways to get a hold of us from, uh, you know, CravingLucy.com to uh, Facebook to, you know, I mean, it, 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 the world's an open book with the media now, with, uh, you know, social media now. Absolutely. Well, I'll help you guys out in any way I can. So definitely give me some information. I'll post it on my page for you guys. Um, again, like I said at the intro, I'm all about supporting bands and helping people get their name out there. So have Getting back to what you're talking about, have you gone through some lineup changes outside of the initial one that you said when you um, left the label with Bionic and became, you said, one of the other members who originally was with the, yeah. when you were doing therapy? Yeah, we did. We um, we picked up, I mean, Justin was on the phone with us now. Um, ironically, you know, way back when we started Bionic, he was the original drummer. And then we just, you know, we, we disbanded apart from each other, and he went into different bands, and we continued. And, and uh, you know, the bass player that's on the therapy record itself is no longer with the band. And Justin and Nate, uh, who are from Manchester, and the Boston, we call it Boston area, um, you know, okay. we, brought that, we brought them in uh, the spring, early spring of uh, 2009, just before therapy started to hit. And... Okay. Um, so and we and we've been that lineup ever since. And this summer uh, we parted ways with uh, Mark, the guy on guitar, and that's when Nate moved over to guitar. And now we're looking to fill the void for uh, bass. Nice, nice. Was it? Yikes! Well, I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> I'm not sure what that horn was, but uh, 
I don't know what that was. It wasn't over here. I don't, I don't know either. I'm not in my car anywhere, so. <laughs> um, no, if, if you don't mind me. If you don't mind me. Vibrating, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> take it off vibrating. Sound. Yeah, take um, it off vibrating. If you don't. Without without getting too personal, guys, and I'm trying to open myself up a little more when I interview, was it more of a creative difference in terms of the basis moving on or a combination of just, you know, interpersonal difficulties, um, if you don't mind commenting? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'll say something, and I know Justin has something to say. Uh, yeah, you I, know, don't, it, I don't want to make this a... a you know, uh, no, no, a, a no. Fest where you, yeah. Okay. No, no, we 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 don't we don't play that way. Um, you know, it was it just came down to um, you know, perspective and you know, mm-hmm. I guess ambition and and will and attitude and you know all of those. We all didn't share the same one with him, and I okay. I, I think it was it was time. I mean, I've been playing with him for you know I played with Mark for a long time. Um, you know, we had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but I just think at the end of the day, we weren't on the same page anymore. And, and I think, you know, in my heart of hearts, I think he lost the desire, um, and the will and, you know, he didn't have that drive that he used to have because of a lot of things that had happened that were bad to us. And it it kind of took the wind, it took the wind out of his sails and it was just, you know, it was just time, it was time to make a change. That's all. Sure. No pun intended, and we'll get into your song changes soon. <laughs> um, but Justin, what do you think? So, yeah, go ahead, Justin. You you need to comment too. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Steve, you 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 hit it right on the, the head. You know, I mean, it was just you know a long time coming. I think, and I and I think that you know the biggest thing was, like you said, Steve, that you know a, a lot of the bad stuff that had happened to you guys during during and after the therapy record. It was you know you just. I think he just really became super jaded, you know, the whole music industry and, you know, right. it was just time. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. if I can just comment, so I can appreciate what you guys are saying. Cause I think before I did my solo album, um, I was in and out of bands, you know, I don't do this like you guys do. I mean, I would love to do it seriously, but I think part of my problem was that I was so serious and over the top and any band I encountered, I'd be with them for, good handful of months and then when they saw okay I wanted to take it to another level I wanted to push it further it was like all right she's she's too gung-ho she's too over the top overachiever and I could never find that right group of people and that went on for a good five six years before I said you know what let me do something differently put out the album as a solo artist and to be honest guys I had the same problem trying to find people to back me because it was like the same issues of trying to find people who had the same goals and drive and motivation um so for me right now, personally, I think just getting some, you know, internet, radio playing, stuff like that, that's where I'm kind of just happy at this point. Unfortunately, I'm not playing out, but, you know, like you guys well, I are, will. but I think, go ahead. Okay, no, no, go ahead, finish on. Yes, no, but I think I agree with you that sometimes it gets to the point where some people, unfortunately, like you said, the the wind just kind of gets taken out of your sail. And I, I personally experienced that a little bit, too. I mean, I never give up, but... I guess sometimes people get so disillusioned and, um, like Justin said, jaded about the industry that it just, I don't know, maybe it's just well, not worth it anymore? Well, there's there's two things, and anybody listening, especially the artists and guys and gals that, mm-hmm. that play, um, there's two things you need to have. But first off, in your, in your defense, I will back you up and say that you can never be 
an overachiever when it comes to this industry because <laughs> you need you got to get no, as I much know. as you can get. And I know. and the, the the two things that I've I've always believed that you need uh, is attitude being the right attitude, and you need right. to maintain a keen perspective on everything. And if you don't, absolutely, then you're going to be you'll fool yourself, you'll set yourself up for disappointment. You need to be you need to be a re, a realist to a degree. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and nowadays, with with the way that the industry is, it's it's ten times harder now than it was ten years ago. And absolutely. it's it's it, it is such a struggle. But I've always believed that if your passion for what you do and your love and your belief in what you do can outweigh the bull that the industry will sling at you and the adversity that you will have to go through, then you'll end up coming out of it pretty good. And and it's something right. that you, you truly have to believe in. It sounds cliche and trite, but honestly, there, there's no bigger truth than, than just that. I mean, I've always told myself I would rather play with musicians that are just, you know, pretty good but have the greatest attitude in the world. I know. Than play with guys, I know. Then play with guys that are the best musicians on the planet, but their attitude sucks. Yep, I you agree know, with you 100%. And I think... Is, it, it, go ahead. No, go. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Steve, I, I totally agree with you 100% that the goal is keeping everything in perspective, not getting knocked down to the point that you can't get yourself up, and, and being a realist about it. I totally agree with you, as well as coupled with your attitude. I mean, those yep. are the key things. And I think people, at least a lot of people that I've met throughout the years, unfortunately, are so narcissistic, as you know, probably, and so egotistical. And that stuff is just kind of the death of them because that stuff is just going to turn people away immediately. Um, well, so go on. Well, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are like that. And, you know, it's the arrogance that, you know, will basically it'll it'll sink the boat. You know, it's funny because ordinary God, <laughs> ordinary God is 100. percent I mean, there's no religious overtones to it. There's nothing. Oh, interesting. You know that? I, yeah, there's nothing that I tried to hide on. You know, beneath the lyrics, um, that song is about, you know, the head of the label that signed us, who had a severe God complex and just basically toyed wow. with four lives and believed that he was, you know. He was he was king of all, and you know, and, and it it was every time we play that song live, it means something to me that not anybody in that crowd or anybody I play with on stage at this point can really truly understand and feel the way that I feel because it is nothing. I get so worked up when we do that tune, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot of guys that you know they they just they have that god complex and they think they're untouchable and mm-hmm. they think they can do what they want when they want because they've got deep pockets and you right. know we don't we, we don't have deep pockets the guy that manages us has the shallowest pockets in the world like we all do we're all poor starving struggling musicians but he has okay. done for us and has facilitated and has you know put together a hundred times more than anything our label ever did for us. The only thing our label did was spend money that they had and tagged us with the bill. That's it. Wow. And I think that's, again, that's a great point to make to people out there is that just because someone might be not necessarily smaller but up and coming in the industry, you can't always say just because they're up and coming, oh, a bigger label is going to be better. And, you know, it's funny. I have a friend who has a studio. It's an amazing studio. It was based out of his house. And he would always say, you know, the people want these big bells and whistles, these million-dollar studios. Well, you can get an awesome
awesome sound out of something like that, too. So I think, like you're saying, people really need to do their homework and their research because just because someone has a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get you where you need to be. Well, I'll tell you what, you'll always get a better house with a a really good carpenter instead of a half-decent carpenter with just good tools. Right. <laughs> Good point. You know, Good so point. it doesn't matter if it's a million dollar studio. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, um, you exactly. know, I, I've, I've heard some amazing product come out of very small home studios that kill stuff that I've heard right. come out of major studios. Right. Well, why don't we do this? Because you were already introducing Ordinary God, and it seemed to really kind of, you know, hit a chord with you. So why don't we, uh, why don't we debut that song and check it out? And then when we come sure. back, we'll get back to more of your uh, story and journey. Okay? Yeah, we, and we can talk to Justin some. <laughs> yes, yes, and Justin, you are going to be uh, <laughs> you're going to be on the board next, Justin, okay? So uh, hold on, guys, and then I'll, I'll bring you back on in a moment. Cool. Okay. Hey, everyone, again, you are listening to Justin and Steve from the band Craving Lucy. We're going to check out their song, Ordinary God, and another hit, amazing single that they have out right now, Sirius XM satellite radio on the station Octane, and you can also hear it on numerous other stations throughout the country, and they can uh, plug those when they get back. Again, check them out at cravinglucy.com. You can check them out on Facebook and also follow them on Twitter. So we'll be back in a moment. Check out their hit single, Ordinary God. Well, you leave them all behind. 
Okay, everyone, again, that is Ordinary God, the new hit single right now from Creating Lucy, and we're going to get back to them in a moment. Just to give a plug to Mark Spriggan, we have Mark Spriggan, who does a ton of blogging for the Howard Stern Show. Check him out at markspriggan.com, and we now have a new fan of Craving, Craving Lucy. So uh, to all of you Howard Stern fans out there, I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, do a lot of support for them. Um, welcome Mark Spriggan to the chat room. And anyone else who's in the chat room right now, please create a Blog Talk Radio account if you want. We have several guests in there. Feel free to send us some questions or call in at 805-243-1320. So let's bring Justin and Steve back on. Okay, so that's you, Steve. You're on now. And Can you hear me? Now you're on too, Justin. Yep. Awesome. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah, killer song, guys. I love it. I mean, I definitely want to ask you. Maybe I'll. Maybe we can ask Justin this question about just your writing process. I, I just think you guys are so talented. Um, I mean, the melodies you come up with, the lyrics, everything is just so hooky and catchy. So tell us a little bit about the writing process. Um, I mean, normally, you know, you know, we'll start out in the jam room, and it'll just, you know, normally be, you know, me and Nate, or you know, before it was, you know, Nate and, and Mark and, my, and myself, but, you know, we'll just noodle through a bunch of stuff, and you know, something will sound cool, or somebody will bring an idea to the table, and you know, we'll hammer through it for a couple practices, and once we get something solid down, you know, we we'll lay it down on tape and present it to Steve, and then you know, he does his thing, you know, same thing, he goes in and. Ham, hammers it out by himself usually a couple nights you know record some tracks you know and we'll all take a listen and kind of give our input and you know i mean so, sometimes songs like changes was one of those songs that we were just noodling around in the jam room like nobody was even really paying attention and i think we were waiting for okay. nate to show up and <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> somebody started noodling on a riff and i was like hey wait a minute that was really cool but you know and, you know, by the end of that rehearsal, we had a really solid foundation nice. you know, down for what ended up being the song, you know. Very cool. So would you say you guys usually, like you're saying, Justin, do you usually write the music first and then Steve does his thing? Or, Steve, do you ever come up with just some lyrics and melodies and say, hey, guys, check this out, and they put some music around it? No. no. Normally, I mean, it's pretty much what you had said, um, Carrie. It's it's. You know, I get inspired by what I hear, so I have to hear something to get inspired. I mean, it sounds kind of okay. redundant, but that's like my my studio in my the way that I write is literally my car, and I drive okay. around with a CD that we've burned, mm-hmm. um, and I've even recorded something on my voice notes on my smartphone that those that the guys have noodled on while I was sitting there. And whether it's on whether it's on a CD and I just keep playing it on repeat over and over as I drive because I do a lot of just driving I travel a lot and sure. and I just listen to it and I hum and I hear things things will pop in my head if it's something that mm-hmm. I really love um, I will save it by hitting my voice notes on my smartphone while picking up the sound in my car of the music and I'll keep I'll lock the idea in that way. Awesome. And it's it's Very it, cool. it's not it's not your typical way of writing, I guess. I don't know what the the traditional way of writing. I've always been, you know, I could be doing anything and, you know, have an idea, and I'll be like, oh, that's perfect. And most of the time, I don't need to listen to it after a week because it'll burn in my head, uh, the exactly. music, and I'll and I'll right. be able to hear it in my head and sing over it at the same time. 
So, and that's how it usually happens. And, and they'll get an idea. I, I always caution the guys. I say, listen, get it to like 90% of how you really want it. Because when I start okay. hearing things, um, I really get uh, connected with it. And if I connect with it I, and I feel strong about it, I really push it that that's the way I'd like to have the song go. Um, and, right. and everybody gets their input, but I'll tell the guys, I'll say, you know, we'll tweak it afterwards, but I'll say, you know, get it so that when we tweak it, it's just going to add to it and make it better, and it's not so much going to change it. Um, so, right. And, and, right. And, and, and then it ends up, we end, we end up tweaking it, and, you know, and it just... It, it just ends up being what it is, you know. There were, there were a couple times. I think Ordinary God. I had a, I had a, uh, the full melody done. I had lyrics done. I had everything done, uh, and I brought it to the guys, and they just didn't, they couldn't connect with it. They didn't like it. So I went back, um, okay. and 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 I did something kind of completely different, and they loved it. And so I just awesome. had to step aside out of it, and I had to make a lateral move with my thought process. And the hardest thing when you write, and you know this is when I you know. have something burned in your brain, crumpling it up yeah. like a piece of paper and throwing it in a wastebasket and starting over again with a fresh perspective of heart because that's all you do is hear what you've already done. Right. So, right. You know, um, yeah. well, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> this delay is killing me. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say is, you know, I, uh, most of the time, once we have an idea ironed out that we present to Steve, He'll take it, and then when he comes back with it, it's like, as far as my drums are concerned, you know, based on what, what he puts down for vocals, it's like you know, most of my accents will change, and, you know, even, like, okay. changes, you know, it was really strange. Like, I during the verses part, uh, you know, um, I was more playing, like, a really straight-ahead thing, and then once Steve start, came in with his vocal idea, it changed the idea, so, I, you know, I kind of added this, you know, 16th note thing and, like, a lot of accents, and it was just, like, it really changed my way of thinking once I heard what he was doing. So, you know, now it's, (laughs) I expect that now when we're writing. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get, you know, a basic foundation down for what I'm doing. And then when he has his idea, then, you know, that'll make everything that much clearer to me and easier to, you know, transpose it, you know, onto the drums, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. We, we, really, we really feed off of everybody else in the band. I mean, we, we, we definitely, you know, I'll hear something that Justin's doing and, or I'll hear something that Nate's doing or, or Nate will hear something that I haven't done and say, how about this? And it's amazing how, you know, especially with Nate and I, how we think so much alike when we're writing. And it's and that's when you know you've got a good chemistry and you've got a good synergy. And, exactly. And, you know, Writing with Nate is very liberating because it's, you know, nothing's off limits. Nothing is impossible. Everything's possible until we prove that it just doesn't work. So, you know, it's such a big, wide-open chalkboard that we can just make a mess of. And and then at the end of at the end of it, we come up with something that we think is pretty cool, and then we just hope that everybody thinks it's cool like we do. So um, that's pretty yeah, much I think everybody's, you know. Nate, yeah, I think Nate that's great. Nate is a musical alien. <laughs> yeah, Nate, 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 Nate is a musical alien. He's an alien. He's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like he, he, he just he hears stuff that you know, points stuff out that you know I would never normally hear, or you know, it, it's just I, I don't I don't get it. He's he just so talented. You know, it, it's, it's an thing. absolute pleasure to play with him. <laughs> Yeah, cool. for like sure. Like you said, he played, originally he was bass, but now he's going over to guitar. 
Yeah, he's um he, he's a monster. He, he's a monster guitarist. In fact, wow. um, yeah, Nate Nate did Nate actually did the solo on Ordinary God, and uh, it was yeah, that was amazing. I, I, we, Very good. Yeah, we heard it. We heard it, and it you know it had enough finesse and enough ferocity. It didn't sound overplayed. It didn't sound like he was trying to, you know, outplay anybody. It just it it, it just really it just commands your attention when he gets into that part, you know, and it's. And it was it was great, and we worked with a great engineer. This guy John Ellis, uh, he's in Massachusetts. He's just uh, just west of Boston, and and you know he did change, he did uh, recorded changes with us as well. And you know John has his pulse on what the band's about too. So it's I think when you when you find a guy that you know that connects with the band and you create that synergy amongst you know not just the players but mm-hmm. the guy recording you and have, helps co-produce what you're doing. Um, you know, you can't help but come out with something strong. I mean, it might not be what everybody loves, but, you know, that's music, and it's subjective. So, and it's, art, art is always going to be, you know, like that anyway. But it's, for right. us internally, gonna, it, it's, it's refreshing. Definitely. I was going to ask you guys who did engineer it and who mixed it, because it's just, it's great work. I mean, whoever you guys are working with, just some ama- besides you guys being amazing musicians, they've done an amazing job with the production of it. So, did he, uh, John Ellis, who engineered it, did he also mix it, too, or was someone separate involved in that? No, he recorded, engineered, mixed it, and uh, he did nice. everything but master it. Wow. Yeah, he, really did, good he did stuff. it all. Really good. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, we, we, actually, it, it, you know, two of our good buddies um, that are vocalists um, actually sang some of the backing tracks, uh, backing vocals, I should say, on that track, our, our friend uh, Dimitri Papanikolaou, um, who is just an outstanding singer, um, uh, you know, from the Manchester area, and then another guy, another outstanding singer, uh, Chris Taylor, uh, who I was in a band with, uh, you know, five six years ago called Vegas Temper, um, okay. and now has a band called Gone for Days. But you know, they were two good buddies of ours, and you know, we thought it would be really fun to to bring them in, and you know, both of them are are so different in their vocal styles. It's, you know, it just really added to the, the layers in the, uh, in the backing vocals for that track too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I can't help. Uh, I can't help. When I get in the studio with John, I, I, I like to put on a, like a, like a producer hat <laughs> and, and the inspiration <laughs> for, bring, for bringing in, um, you know, D and Chris uh, for, you know, for the vocal stuff. I mean, essentially it was, it was John's idea you know, to bring him in, because I didn't even know that Chris had done uh, vocals, but before uh, that had happened, John and I had talked about how, you know, I really wanted to have the chorus have texture to it, a more, you know, more texture, more layers, more, ha- have mm-hmm. a little bit more girth, but not sound so polished, because polished is actually what we, is a, it, it, it's a term that we got from, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Roadrunner Records, or, or one of the guys when they were listening to Changes, thought, you know, okay. the band sounded a little too polished. And I'm thinking, polished? Huh. My God, you have nickel. You have nickelback. <laughs> really? <Right? laughs> was too, too polished? So, so uh, you know, maybe just to, and, and the song, the basis of the song itself was it's such a, you know, I wanted to have so much ferocity because of the content and what it was about. And I, mm-hmm. I definitely told John, I said, you know, let's give as many layers and let's give as much texture to this song as we can and just kind of make it stand out. You know, it was kind of a hybrid between therapy and changes. This song had had that, you know, that attack, but it still had that melody and it still had the, you know, the big kind of bravado in the chorus. And, 
you know, we just wanted to do something that was a little left of center with what Craven Lucy normally did. You know, so nice. it, you know, it came out the way it came out. We, you know, we like it, so we're hoping everybody else does too. Yeah, no, it's great. And yeah. while we're talking of vocals, um, do you have uh, formal vocal training, Steve? I mean, your voice is it's phenomenal. It's unique. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, my, you know, who my vocal teacher was. more natural. Thank you. My my vo- my vocal teacher was my big brother's uh, record collection. <laughs> you know, I just I always try. Really? I always sang along. Yeah, I sang all, all the wow. you know, stuff to from ACDC and you know Aerosmith and you know listening to that stuff and you know then getting into I was I'm a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan, a huge Lane okay. Staley of Allison Chains fan, but I I'm a I'm a child of melody and I I love love melody. You know, I've never been into mm-hmm. You know, as much as I respect, I've never been into the Zach De La Roca, like the, the, the Rage Against the Machine and the Scream Core stuff. And, and that takes amazing endurance, And but that's an animal of all its own, uh, an animal that right. I'll never be. You know, so I'm a, I'm a child of melody, and I like to sing, and I like to have emotion behind that. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, but I, you know, I I never had really any, any vocal training. I took some vocal workshops, but... I just learned to sing by listening to what I heard, and that was trying to awesome. sound just like the record and sound just like the CD, and that's how I learned to sound. Great, great stuff. And, again, same to you, Justin. Props with your uh, drumming ability, phenomenal drummer there. So uh, good to you, too. Thank you. <laughs> um, so why don't we introduce uh, Changes? Let's, let's check out that song now. Tell us a little bit about uh, that song. Sure. Uh, well, like Justin said, Changes was an idea that was started out. Um, it's like a pasta shop. It's all start, everything starts from noodles. <laughs> we just noodle, right. and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, boom! You have an idea, and like, and that to me is beauty. Like that's the beauty of art. You know, taking something mm-hmm. that's really nothing and turning it into something amazing. And when you know, you know that there's a good chemistry and a synergy with a band when you just noodle on something, and you know, in half an hour. It has a pseudo format. It has something. It has some kind of structure that you can base it on, and right. you know that's kind of you know that's kind of what changes was about, and it kind of you know it, it, was, it was an idea that Mark had. It was you know it was it was basically you know that was one song that we really put all four of our heads into and came out with, and you know lyrically, um, you know lyrically it was, you know it's about I think it's a lot of people can identify. Um, you know, it's about when you, you wake up and you realize that you're not the person that you wanted to be or thought you mm-hmm. could be, but you were the person, you turned into somebody that someone wanted you to be. Um, and okay. that's that's basically what the song content is about. All right, awesome. Well, with that, with that being said, I'll put you guys on hold, and we are going to uh, check out changes. Sure. All right. Okay, hold on. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, everyone, again, if you are just tuning in or you have been tuned in, you are listening to Craving Lucy on the Carrie Edelman Show, and we are now going to check out their other hit single, which is currently played all over the radios, especially Sirius XM Octane, and the song is titled Changes, so let's check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. Oh, 
everyone. Again, that was the hit single, Changes, by Craven Lucy. Be sure to also check out Ordinary God, as well as their other hit single, Therapy. And you can check out their album, Therapy, right now, which is available for sale on iTunes, along with the singles, Ordinary God and Changes, as well as go to CravenLucy.com and Amazon Music. So let's bring them back. We're going to ask them now about uh, what's in store for them in the future in terms of any uh, upcoming shows and tours. I want to also check in to see uh, what these guys' influences are behind their music, and uh, we'll bring them back on now. All right, Steve, you're back on. I am. Justin, you're back on. Okay, cool. Awesome. Another great song, guys. Really, really good stuff. Really impressive. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Is Justin Justin there? (laughs) You there, Justin? What's that? Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. The delay is, I guess, pretty bad, but that's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. This is weird because I've never experienced a delay like this. At least no wow. one's ever either noticed it. Yeah, it's weird. No worries. So I, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's um, all good. No worries. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about, tell the audience about your, your influences. Who, besides, I know you mentioned Stone Temple Pilots and... Allison Chains, what other bands, uh, Justin, are you influenced by? Jeez, uh, I mean, I, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm a diehard metal fan, you know, um, okay. from, from when I was a kid. But honestly, I mean, I, I really don't even listen to much metal now at all. I mean, I find myself, you know, listening to stuff like Fiona Apple and some older stuff like The Police and Boston and, um, cool. you know, Incubus, Faith No More. Shine down, Soundgarden, you know, just a- anything like Steve said, anything that's got a good melody and 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 that mm-hmm. that just makes you feel good, you know. It's you know, it's amazing how music can make you know make you feel so many different emotions, uh, emotions. But you know, it's like you know, I, I listen to everything. You know, uh, obviously, I, I have uh, XM radio um, in the car, so you know, I I, I love listening to that and you know, the octane and, and, and hearing yeah. you know, not only our stuff, but, you know, there's so many great kick-ass rock bands out there right now, you know. It's, it's there amazing. are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm a huge Shinedown fan, too. I love, I love Shinedown's material, so, yeah, they got really good stuff. You guys would be great to tour with them. That would, that would be a good fit, I think. Hell yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great fit. Uh, so, um, machine. What's that? I said Brent's a machine. I know. I saw them once. I saw them in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey, at a, a big venue called Convention Hall. And, yeah, they were just – I was very impressed. I mean, hearing them yeah. on the album, it's just such a different world, seeing these guys perform live. So, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I actually I, – I was lucky enough that uh, I, I was able to see Incubus in Miami uh, just, like, a couple of weeks ago. And – Brandon Boyd, I mean, wow, that that kid can sing, man. It's unreal. That's awesome. Yeah, another big band yeah. that I like too. Mhm. Yeah. So, so where are you guys at right now in terms of? I know that you are you on hiatus because of the situation with replacing the bassist right now. Do you have anyone filling in? Anyone that you have to do a show? Um. We well, you know, it's. We're we're auditioning guys now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. first off, I want to I'd like to take my hat off on behalf of all the guys. You know, me and uh, Justin and, and Nate 
to our buddy Chris Lester, who uh, did a, a few shows for us. He's doing a couple more shows for us coming up. Uh, he's you know, um, filled in on bass, uh, and he's on tour right now with Celiona and his Avalon tour again. And uh, he's gonna he did the record. He's gonna finish out the rest of the tour for the end of the year. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, we've we've had to turn down some some really cool shows, but you know. It was definitely not a hiatus thing. I'd say it's more of a reorganization, and uh, you know we're still we're writing we're writing a bunch. Um, you know it, that never stops, and uh, you know we're looking into a, a ton of different possible uh, shows coming up in the more towards like middle late fall, probably into December. Um, it kind of quiets down in okay. December too, you know everywhere. But uh, we're hoping to, to wrap up and find a you know find a guy on base in the next couple weeks, and we got more guys coming in and. And once, cool. um, you know, once we solidify the lineup, it's, you know, we're going to hit the ground running again. And But I think our main focus is, is, you know, all the new material and just, you know, getting a bunch of brand new Craven Lucy ready for people to listen to. Cool. Now, um, Changes and Ordinary God, is that going to be on a new album eventually once um, you guys get all your stuff together? Yeah, I think what we're actually what we've been tossing around the idea is so we can get it out quicker and it'll be less money and less time is doing like maybe a six song EP, um, cool. and and putting that okay. out there. It and I hate to say this and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but it almost to me sounds seems to me that with the industry that the way it is today and with digital the way it is, it's doing a mm-hmm. ten to twelve song full album um, is almost a waste. Uh, not not in a sense where where you know it's 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 bad to put a ton of music all on one disc, but you know it's such a buffet in an a la carte digital musical world now. Um, sure. You know it, it, it's like it's like why not throw you know instead of overloading people and you know just just throw out you know a, a few songs at a time or maybe do a six song EP and then you know maybe follow up. I'd like to follow up with a full length and have something as part of having a DVD project with maybe a making of, you know, or, uh, you know, right. we're, we're in talks right now with doing a video for Ordinary God and, and cool. you know, we're talking about concepts and, and going over, you know, a bunch of different, you know, A's and B's of, of you know, getting that in motion. So it's, you know, it's, I, I guess it's just a, it's a potluck right now with what we're doing, but the, the main focus, if I had to say anything, is, is just writing and getting new stuff done. Yeah, no, I and again, Steve, I and I'm not just saying this. I mean, I can't agree with you more. And I don't, I won't mention the main band's name, but a really, really good band that I know. They made the same comment, and I was potentially going to be doing some vocals, some collaboration with them. And it's a metal band, a bunch of guys, and they said the same thing. Because when I said, "Oh, you're going to come out with a new album," he said, "It's just a waste at this point." They're like, you know, it's better yeah. to put out, like you said, a five or six song EP. You know, give the audience something to taste, and then eventually hit them with some more. And I never looked at it from that perspective, but it made such sense when he said that. I was like, you know what, that's a really good idea. So, yeah, so I can <laughs> I agree feeling, with what you guys are saying. I've been I've been feeling that way. Uh, I've been feeling that way for so long, you know. Especially since mm-hmm. you know everything is just it is just a digital world, and you know having to buy you know people that go out you know the days are over where they had to buy the whole record to get the three songs that they love. But right. at the same time, if if those if six of your songs are never going to see the light of day, let's put your you know put your four, five, or six best feet forward and come out strong. Where you know you're not putting hamburger, you know, on a record with you know the four steaks that you wrote. You know what I mean? Right, right. And you know, <laughs> right. and, and the one th- and the one thing with Craving Lucy, like, and and I hope a lot of bands adapt this concept and adapt this mindset. 
Um, I hope that when every, you know, and we do, when we go into a studio or we're writing a song in general, we, we write every song like we want it to be a single. And I think every band does to a, to a degree, but we're so mm-hmm. picky and we're so, like, anal about, you know, everything being relevant in the song and not just, you know, something to fill up a record, I guess. And that's been, you know, that was our mindset when we did Therapy Record, and it was, you know, we wanted, we wanted, you know, 11 singles, you know, but, right. and we recorded that we recorded 13 tracks and, and we, we, we put out 11 and we have the other two that we really never did much with, but, you know, our producer, you know, Toby Wright did our record and, you know, he's one of the, he's one of the best rock producers, you know, in the last 30 years. So, you know, he had a, he had a lot of great ideas and, you know, he brought a lot of, he brought songs that I thought were B songs to I think mm-hmm. A level, and and I since nice. that mindset set into me, that's the only mindset that I want to maintain at this point. So. Right, and he was I'm sorry, the name of the guy was Toby Wright. You said? Yeah, Toby Wright. Yeah, he uh, nice. he produced. You know, he did Alice in Chains and Corn and Seven Dust wow. and worked with Metallica. He's worked with everybody, and uh, cool. he did, he he's just a super dude too. So very cool, very cool. So. Let's, uh, I know, gosh, you guys have been talking for an hour. I can go for another hour, but uh, I don't want to keep you guys on all night. Um, I no, I can't. I, I can go forever. This is, I don't know if this is a good thing. I guess it's a good thing. I guess it's a, it's a strength on my end, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> do you guys, just out of curiosity, do you guys also have jobs, or is the music just what you focus on 110% all the time? Justin? <laughs> well, I, I, we're, we're all working musicians. I mean, you know, obviously there's not a ton of money to be made um, in the music industry, you know, when you're okay. struggling to, you know, to spend a ton of money on, and you know, getting everything done that you need to, do, you know, have done without backing. So, but, I mean, we all play, you know, for a living and, and you know, nice. all have different trades. You know, Nate, for instance, you know, he teaches music all day okay. long. And then, you know, he gigs, and, you know, I gig, and I, I do some house painting, and, you know, Steve gigs and sells cars. You know, it's like it's, you know, you, you do what you have to do, but honestly, right. I mean, the, the sure. music thing is, you know, n- none of us are tied down to a day job where, you know, we couldn't, you know, make our own schedule or, you know, get a call and say, hey, you guys are leaving Friday to go here, you know. It's, we're, right, we've right. All stayed, right. You know, we've all stayed, stayed in a position where, you know, we're very flexible at you know what what may come up and, and things like that. So, sure. Yeah, we sure. make our own. We, we can make our. We yeah, we definitely make our own schedule. I mean, when when I got dumped by the label, you know, they left us. You know, basically they set us up to fail once a record was done, and they they kind of treated the record like it, it was a plant you put in a room of a big house that you never use, and you just left it to die. Uh, so so when I came terrible. back from that, I had I had four jobs before I signed. And uh, when I came back from that, I had nothing. So I borrowed money from myself to fund myself. And, and you know, I bought, started buying and selling cars. And that was something that, you know, I liked to do. And I mm-hmm. got good at it quickly. But it was it was more about having a very liberal schedule where I could schedule right. anything around what was most important to me and what still is, which is music. So, you know, and I still do it. And, you know, we all... We all make our ends meet, you know. It's not always the prettiest ending, but you know we're still keeping right. our nose above the water line, and 
and you know our our passion and our love for what we do with the music you know it's kind of our our life fest you know and that that keeps us floating and keeps us getting up every day and wondering what we're you know we're going to hear from mike and you know wondering um mm-hmm. you know if we're going to hear the song on the radio today and I, I i got a car i got a new car in uh in the summertime and it, it came with a few well, it came with xm and uh you know of course i have octane as my first preset and right. uh two days two days before two days before we get added on octane for the third time and they're still playing changes in therapy my xm goes out and i don't have it anymore so i have not oh, heard no. a song on the radio yet Talk about oh, God. Oh, yeah. I'm like, is that a signal? <laughs> is that a sign or something? Come on. Really? No, it's, it's pretty not. Like, I, I was on a flight um, going to Florida a couple of weeks ago, and they had uh, JetBlue offers, like, you know, free XM radio or whatever. So, you know, I put the headphones on and listened for the whole flight, and right as I was landing, Ordinary God came on. So it's, nice. it's, it's kind of exciting, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, definitely. Well, I mean, I only see positive things for you guys. Like I said, I, I truly think you guys are amazing. You're a standout from a lot of the stuff that's out there right now, and uh, I don't see why you aren't. You guys aren't going to go far. Um, well, I, so. I I really hope you're right. I, I so hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can well, I? You know can I um, well, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, while we're on the subject of uh, quickly when, about talking about radio. Um, mm-hmm. We want to thank, you know, we want to thank uh, Chris Garrett. We, his, name, his nickname is Doc. He's out here, and uh, he uh, he's program director for a couple of Clear Channel stations out here that have embraced us. Uh, and you know, has he he's added, you know, they added uh, Rock 101, uh, added uh, Ordinary God a couple of weeks ago, and and we want nice. to say a huge thanks to him, uh, as well as everybody over at the stations that play us, and Kayla and Jose and everybody at Octane. And XM and Music Choice and 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 you know we've got uh you know the single got picked up again by another station uh, WZBH which is 93.5 the Beach it's in Delmarva Ocean City and and we've gotten so many probably three or four dozen spins you know whether they're test spins or they put us on for specialty shows you know from mm-hmm. here to Chicago uh, and you know in in Vegas and the 60 70 plus stations that you know embraced you know, changes in therapy as well as iHeartRadio. A huge thanks to everybody, you know, for, for you know, giving New Rock, uh, you know, a, an outlet and giving us a chance. So, and that, that means, that means really, that's a huge, huge thing for all of us. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you guys deserve it. I mean, you're such hardworking guys. You're a hardworking band. You don't see much of that out there today. Most people want things handed to them. So I have so much respect for you guys and appreciation for what you do. So, well, thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, you that. Have a, you, you have us on your on your radio show, on your internet show, and that's that's very cool. And one thing, um, did I read correctly that you are a clinical psychologist? Yeah, my doctorate in clinical psychology. Wow. And um, yeah, yeah. So again, there's many things that I want to do outside of that, but I guess I'm a little too conservative. <laughs> I'm not I'm not willing to, uh, you know. I work in prison, well, so uh, you, you can't you, even imagine my gotta, day. <laughs> it's a good gig. I mean, oh it's a good God. gig, and it's, you know, you got a lot of education. You're a smart girl, so, I mean, it's it's something you'll always Thank have, you. you know. And it's, it's funny. I thought it was funny that, you know, the first song you played while I was on hold was therapy, and you're a clinical psychologist. <laughs> well, you know what, I can't, because I can't give out personal information, but I actually work with someone in the mental health field whose name is Lucy, 
So the first time I heard really? you guys, I'm like, it, yeah, it was so funny. I'm hearing the song Therapy, and it's tied in with Lucy, and I'm like, this is just hysterical. And I actually mentioned yeah. it to the person. I'm like, oh, there's this band out there called Crave and Lucy, and the person's <laughs> older. She's she's older, and she started laughing. She was hysterical. It was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah. well, it's kind yeah, of a match so. made. It's a match made in the in rock heaven. Then you see, it's it's just it was fate that we had a ch- chance to chat with you tonight. So. Yeah, well, I hope you guys can uh, definitely keep in touch with me. Like I said, I'm all about supporting bands, and who knows how we might be able to help each other out in the future. So please, definitely keep in touch with me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And, you know. And... Hello. Okay, yeah. Buddy. yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we just wanted to, I mean, wish you all the best, too. And, and, you know, being a fellow musician and an artist and someone that writes, you know, I mean, you get it. And I think, you know, having that background, too, you know, definitely gives you an edge when you're, uh, you know, when you're talking to the guys like us. And, you know, we had fun talking. It's almost like, you know, the only thing we're missing is, like, coffee and, like, you know, hanging out on a, on a sofa, you know, just kind of chatting with you. And that's what it kind of felt like. So, Thanks for giving us an Thank opportunity you. to reach out and, uh, and inviting us on. It's very cool. And for anybody that's uh, that's paying attention and listening, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, Carrie Edelman, she's she's kick ass. And uh, and uh, go Thank out. You. And we're, we're on iTunes. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called Craving Lucy Vids with about 7,400 subscribers to it. Uh, we have CravingLucy.com. Uh, we have Twitter, uh, Craving Lucy. I think it's Craving. Is it Craving underscore Lucy, Justin? Yeah, Craven underscore Lucy, yep. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. can follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, Facebook, of course, we've got about 1,100 pending friend requests that we can't get to because they only allow 5,000. So anybody that Facebooks us, please go to our Craving Lucy fan page and just like the band. That's all we can ask. And you'll get all the mm-hmm. same updates. So. Cool. Well, you know what, guys? I would love to have you back on in the future, so please also contact me. I always... Uh, offer to do updates, so you know once you get uh, stuff rolling again, you're going on tour, whatever you're up to, definitely uh, get in contact with me, and we'll do another interview. Absolutely, because if we get in, if we get in contact with you again, that means something's really happening that's really good. So, welcome <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, thank you so much, Steve and Justin. It was an absolute pleasure having you guys on. I wish you all the best of luck, and I'm sure only good things are going to continue to happen with you guys because you're an amazing group and uh, you deserve the best. Well, thank you very much, Sherry. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night, and uh, we will definitely keep in touch. All right. Cheers. All right. Take care. Thanks. Peace. Bye. All right, guys, again, you just heard from the band Craving Lucy, and uh, check them out at cravinglucy.com. You can also check them out at uh, Twitter, cravinglucy underscore, uh, craving underscore lucy um, dot on Twitter. Sorry, I'm losing it. It's a long night. Um, we are going to uh, wind down the night with uh, one of my songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track of it. We're going to t- uh, check out the song, Leave It All Behind. And uh, you can find it on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. Next week, we're going to have two interviews Tuesday. Next Tuesday, which is going to be October, I think it's the 25th. Let me check the calendar here. October 25th, we are going to have the actor Scott Schiefo on. He was uh, a star in the movie Clerks, among um, a bunch of other movies. He also is a musician. He writes scores for films as well as um, a producer. And we're going to have him on. He's going to be promoting a lot of things 
and followed by on the 26th of October, Wednesday, both these shows again, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to have a band named Nove, N-O-V-A-E. They're a pop rock band out of New Jersey, and we're going to be checking out uh, some of their music and doing an interview with them. So, again, please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show by uh, finding it on uh, searching for it on Facebook. I also have a personal page, um, so please send me a friend request on there. And similar to what the guy said, unfortunately, my personal page is getting up in the numbers. So once it does max out at 5,000, I will start another personal page on Facebook. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, it's a pleasure having everyone support the show, and I'm happy to be a support to all the entertainers out there. So, again, please uh, find us next week on the 25th and 26th. And uh, we will lead off with the song Leave It All Behind Tonight off of uh, the album Leave It All Behind. And you can find it on iTunes again by searching Carrie Edelman. Thanks again and have a great night.